This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, I am fired up. I can't believe it. Coffee number six. Yeah, coffee I'm, number uh, six. I'm going, I'm going for it today. I'm going to be uh, crashing in an hour. There's a few things that are going on at this office. One, what did you buy? You're, you bought a, a skateboard I bought a balance a wheel? board. Yeah, I bought a balance. <laughs> I, bought, I bought a, not a one wheel, not to be confused no. with a one wheel. That's I at home. A, it's That's a, it's at a home. balance board. I, 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 core strength. Core strength. So I'm, I'm rocking back and forth while I'm on the, on the phone. But you know what? Actually, I did take harder out- harder than it looks. It is a lot harder than it looks, and we had uh, we've had some people in the office already take a spill. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, Pete Stoyak. Um, but here's the thing: we actually had. Uh, it, it's funny though. I I took out the land yacht last night. Oh right, um, you mentioned this. This is I went. I got a I got a a, a demand like, from yeah. my wife to go get some potato chips at yeah. uh, at around nine o'clock. And I was like, well, I can walk or I can fire up the, the land yacht. And uh, yeah, what a ride. What a smooth ride. I uh, I also have a land yacht. and uh, Do you use it still? I do. I do. We've talked about it extensively on this program. Have we? Okay. Well, it's, uh, uh, it, you know what? It's the bigger best. Bigger wheels. I'm not sure why everybody used to ride on such small wheels. It's the best plus 35 skateboard on the market. And I'm, I'm, pro- I'm sure they, they, they have awards in other categories <laughs> as well. 
but in this room, <laughs> our new sponsor. That, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's, and also uh, another update just before we go. Uh, thinking of the Michael Jordan thing, we we do have a pickup basketball game <laughs> yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah, we should start the V Rap uh, basketball. The just pick a court in East Vancouver and <laughs> put it out there. But oh. I are you you're playing tomorrow? I am playing tomorrow. Yeah, power forward. They call I'm, me. I'm it's uh it's I'm not able to make it, but. Uh, <laughs> I'll see how the this first one news. goes. If there's no heart attacks at the first one, I'll be at the second one. Uh, but wait we, a second. Who, who do we got on the show? We here? have a fantastic show today. We've got Tyler Prouty. He's the CEO of Avesdo. If you are in the industry, you know Avesdo. That's You probably right. do. Um, you've, if you've bought a pre-sale, there's a good chance you know Avesdo. That's right. And, um, and if you don't know Avesdo, the, the short version is these guys are kind of changing the game. They're working with all the big developers across the country, right. all the big developers here in the lower mainland. Uh, they're working with all the project marketers to basically make real estate much easier to purchase. Yeah. Kind of the Amazon. Uh, Amazon? Was that where? I don't know if I'd go Amazon. No, no, no. I, why I mentioned Amazon was because, you know, you put it in your shopping cart. Oh, yeah. It's you very just... simple. A couple clicks and you're done. Yeah. And, and what they've done is they've worked. Uh, well, generally speaking, they've, they've worked with lawyers. They're trying to really uh, streamline the process of the purchase, right? All the complications. Um, so it's great. It's uh, it's so much more than that. We're we're not doing it into justice. We'll no let kidding. Tyler the talk future about real estate. It, it future is. Real it estate. is. And I'm super excited. If you are interested in kind of just charting where real estate is going in terms of just technology, there's a really interesting thing that that Tyler talks about called Off Plan, which is another platform that they're going to be launching, and it's like a a clear route into the future of of where our markets uh, are heading, I think, in terms of how you buy real estate. That's right. That's yeah. right. And the, the short version is you won't have to pay people from Craigslist to line up outside of a pre-sale center <laughs> for much longer. Right, right. Exactly. But before we get to that, we got a couple other things. One of them is Klaus Road, uh, property manager here in Vancouver and Toronto, is back on the show. Last time we had him on, it was early April Depths of despair. Yeah, talking about rent deferrals, uh, talking about uh, basically the deep freeze. Well, we're thawing. We're phase three officially. Klaus is back on to talk about what's well, it's fairly positive actually, fairly positive news about the rental market. Um, he gives his his first pick for what he'd buy if he was looking to rent uh, something out, as well as some strategies during COVID to get top dollar and uh, some of the challenging properties too. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. So stay tuned for that. It's it's fascinating. We'll jump to that right after this, Matt, because we got to mention a couple things. Uh, Sellers Club is on fire. It's the most exclusive club in the city. It's the <laughs> quickest growing and the most exclusive club. This is the V-Rep Sellers Club. It's like the skull and bones. Uh, I think actually, George W. Bush was, was a member. We don't want to be associated <laughs> with it. it it's, <laughs> it's the uh, Columbia House. It's the hair club for men and women. Uh, it's the, what, what is it? It's, I, a, it's an exclusive club, the five-timers club from SNL that, of real that, estate. That's exactly it. But what it really is so far is we have three documents that are are generating a lot of excitement here. Yeah. Uh, we're putting out new information for sellers on a regular basis. You sign up to this club, you get actionable plans to get your home ready for market. Yeah. And it's ongoing, right? Well, we have we have volume one that's just gone out uh, to a lot of people. Um, we're going to be basically just updating these lists. And, and the reality is, is that we're kind of, we're producing this content 
we're talking to people in the industry all the time. So it's and this is not. I just want to make sure that we're clear. This is not a, a seller's guide. Um, we have sellers guys that we use in in industry. This is more like just really, really, um, like you said, actionable resources that you can kind of go through methodically to get your home on the market. You can sign up sign up at, at uh, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com dot com or fire us an email if you want a copy of that. Yeah, this and is, we'll add you to this club. Absolutely, it's information that's crafted over the years in the industry. You will find it useful. That's a guarantee. Last but not least, Oakland Realty. Yes, we are sponsored by Oakland Realty. If you are a new agent or a seasoned agent out there and you're looking to make a change, um, Oakland is a fantastic brokerage in the city and probably one of the most resource-rich, support-rich brokerages uh, we've ever heard of. Another dynamic club, that's for sure. Great culture, great environment to work. Head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP2020, that's Oakwind.com slash join VRP 2020. You get a huge surprise. So and many you're gonna, gifts. So many gifts on this podcast. Not that, gifts. Gifts. Oh, right. Okay. Did I, I say it any memes. differently? I just keep, <laughs> I keep saying gifts. I can't. I can. That's a hard T. That's a hard T to pronounce. Sixth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but there are a lot of, there's a, a, a lot of stuff on this podcast. We've got, all, if you go VRP 2020, you're going to get a, a huge surprise, a huge gift. And then on top of that, sign up for the Sellers Club. Yeah. But without further ado, Matt, let's cut to our interview with Klaus Road. This is a, a, a great update. Okay, so we're here with Klaus Road, property manager in Vancouver and Toronto. How are you doing, Klaus? Pretty good. Nice to be back. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good, good, Klaus. I think last time we, we talked to you, we were deep in phase one, if I don't, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Phase one COVID times. Yeah, I think so. We, we, we just got the first day of phase two out here in Toronto. So uh, patios are officially open today. Wow. What's been the response of people? Are people actually out in the streets? Like, does it seem like, because Vancouver in a lot of ways feels pretty much back to normal in terms of traffic and uh, human traffic on the streets. It's uh, it's picked up a little bit. It's still not as busy as it used to be. Um, but uh, just looking at some of the restaurants across the street here, the patios are definitely being used today, So, which which is nice. So. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good change. I think it'll take a few more days for people to sort of adjust to the, the new reality that you can actually go outside now. So right. Well, well, one of the reasons we brought you on close is because you've got offices in Toronto and Vancouver, and uh, we've worked with you for a very long time. Um, you definitely know the rental market in the two big cities in uh, or, or main markets in Canada. Can you talk a little bit about what's going on in 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 rentals right now? Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, in Toronto, I, I was actually just looking at the quarter, the first quarter numbers, and uh, the average rent for a one-bedroom is sitting at just over twenty-one hundred. So we're up about two percent from last year at this time. Uh, so quarter two, you're probably going to be down, or maybe even. Uh, Vancouver is a pretty much the same story. I mean, one-bedrooms are down a bit over May twenty nineteen. And two bedrooms are definitely down over May 2019. But overall, I think the market has pretty much stabilized right now. And and what are you finding um, just in terms of since we've had you on last? So I think if for those listeners who either didn't catch the episode or 
or don't remember. Uh, we were talking about rent deferrals. We were talking about uh, basically the deep freeze in in the market at that point. How how have we recovered, if we've recovered at all here? Yeah, it's starting to be a lot busier. It's uh, just even over just the past week. Um, I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure what's spurring all this on. I know I've had a few phone calls from a production company. Uh, they're starting to look for furnished rentals again. So, I mean, there there will be the uptick for the movie industry that's starting to, to come back to Vancouver. Um, and then, you know, students have been calling a lot too. So we put up a new listing at uh, the Brava building yesterday. And uh, we had 15 inquiries just yesterday on that one specific wow. suite. So that's it's a very good sign. Uh, we're not increasing the asking price over what we were asking, you know, last year. Is that is that um, was that a one bed close? It's a one bedroom, yeah. So an asking price is twenty one fifty. So it seems to be average uh, for downtown right now for one bedroom. Fifteen inquiries. Wow, that's uh, so it's good traction. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so, yeah, it's very encouraging. <laughs> well, well, close because we we always ask you as well. Like, what what segment of the market? Like, if you were buying a, a revenue property in Vancouver. Um, what would you what would you buy and why in terms of the ease of renting it? I would probably still recommend the one bedroom because um, I mean the one bedroom a couple can live in it and it's still affordable for them. Uh, studios are pretty good as well, and the rent return on a studio isn't bad either. Uh, right now we're getting depending on the age of the building anywhere from sixteen to eighteen hundred for a studio. Um, the problem is with some of the newer studios they're priced so high that the the numbers just don't really make sense uh, you know if you're looking at vancouver house for example uh, you know you would have to get 22 2300 to cover all your expenses for, for studio and you could go rent a one bedroom for less than that in yale town right are, are you still seeing so i i just saw that the emergency order uh is extended at least on the tenancy kind of component of it Till the end of August, um, I know the rent deferrals were not. You weren't having uh, as many issues as a lot of people were expecting last time we spoke. But it was, I, I think, then wait for May, wait for June. Um, what are you finding with uh, with uh, your portfolio of of what 150 doors or whatever you have uh, in terms of rent deferrals? Um, yeah, it's actually a few of our tenants have canceled their rent deferrals. Um, so uh, they've uh, contacted BC Housing and cancelled their uh, their stipend as well. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, they're back at work. Um, so yeah, things are definitely starting to turn, which is nice. It's, uh, it's definitely very encouraging, I think, for the owners as well, who were <laughs> very nervous. Um, but uh, yeah, I think overall things are starting to look better. But you know, then again, most of our clients work in sort of businesses. Uh, you know, that are not as affected by COVID as, as the retail or the uh, service sector was. Right, right. And what percentage of your portfolio would you say uh, were there deferrals? It doesn't uh, have to be exact. Yeah, we were probably around 5% of that. Hmm, okay. So Klaus, in terms of, um, uh, you know, I, we asked you uh, what you thought would be kind of the what you would buy and where you think see the most activity in the market, where does the market kind of fall off in terms of rental? Like what, what would be maybe a challenging place to rent in today's market? The high end stuff is definitely a lot more challenging. Uh, the two bedrooms, three bedrooms, 
uh, and furnished. I mean, furnished rentals were down about 15% over last year. Um, I think that's probably even low. Um, if you look at the uh, you know, fact that there's nobody really renting furnished right now, there's no corporate transfers, uh, film was down, there's no Airbnb. Um, so I definitely would stay away from those. Um, and uh, houses have been getting a little bit harder as well because nobody's moving their families right now. I think families are just staying put where they are just to be safe. And and when you say the high end is like is there a is there a dollar value like north of four thousand or yeah I'd say uh, five thousand plus okay uh, two two quick questions here Klaus uh, so COVID has obviously presented a lot of challenges one is uh, in a slower rental market where there seems to be a, a lot of competition right now do you have any strategies for how to stand out? when you're trying to rent your place? Yeah, I mean, for us, it's been it's been interesting. I mean, the uh, vacant suites are easier, obviously, to to take professional photos and do the virtual tours, have that up on the website. Uh, we're advertising in, you know, various sources, Pat Butler, Zumper, Boxcore, and numerous other ones. Um, and I think it's just a matter of exposure, making it as easy as possible for people to, to see the virtual tours. And... Um, then, you know, be able to, uh, even if possible, even confirm appointments for them. I think that's probably the best strategy. And, and and I know that it sounds like you haven't had to do this very often, but there is, you. I know you've had uh, incentives uh, for a few properties. Uh, can you kind of talk about what that looks like and, and why that works as a strategy? Uh, yeah, we had uh, a few where we gave you know, a $300 move-in incentive for the first month. Uh, I know there's a few other companies out there. I think West Bank, they're doing four months at half half, half the rent. Um, I mean, in terms of strategy, it makes sense because you're still getting top dollar. Um, so you don't have to try to uh, catch up with rent increases. Which, uh, If you're looking at the percentage of the allowable rent increase over a year, wouldn't be as much as renting it out for the higher price and then discounting the rent for two or three months. Right, right. And as a final question, Klaus, um, you know, I was talking to somebody who made the point, and I guess this, it all depends on vacancy rate, um, but he made the point that uh, with his rental properties, he was uh, going to be looking at, uh, at at what somebody does in a more kind of rigorous fashion, right? Trying Work-wise. to Work-wise. You know, if, you're, if you work at a restaurant, uh, you're your application gets moved to the bottom type thing uh, just because of COVID. Have you guys, uh, you know, and that's unfortunate in in every way, I think, but it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, have you guys uh, vetted tenants during COVID and thinking about the future here in any, in any, have you made any changes or are you just doing kind of business as usual here? Yeah, for, it's pretty much business as usual. I mean, it's, you know, you the, the number one thing is you want to look at the ability for the tenant to pay the rent. Uh, you know, some people do have, have good amounts of savings saved up, um, which, you know, sometimes can be helpful uh, in times like these. Uh, I mean, that's really all it boils down to. I mean, we've had, you know, one other person that had a very good job, but, uh, you know, they did end up losing their job through COVID as well. And uh, we ended up uh, just letting, letting them out of their lease early. Uh, but overall, you know, just to your due diligence, talk to the uh, applicants, see what their, you know, ability to pay is. 
really the best you can do. Okay, well, maybe we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks so much again for your time, Klaus. And that's kind of, I, I think, mainly positive, which was nice uh, for a change <laughs> here. And how can people find out more about uh, about what you guys do uh, and how to get in touch? Yeah, you can just look me up on my website at klausrode.ca. That's K-L-A-U-S-R-O-D-E dot C-A. Or give us a shout at 604-760-5856. Thanks so much, Klaus. Great, thank you. Okay, so we're here with Tyler Proud, CEO of Avesdo. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm doing great today. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Yeah, thanks for taking the time today, Tyler. No problem. Excited to be here. So, Tyler, can you maybe start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, so, I'm CEO of Avesto. I've been CEO for about three years now um, since I joined on to Avesto. Um, I've always worked in uh, technology before Avesto. Uh, I was chief strategy officer and and one of uh, the co-founders of a company called Dian Durham uh, that was in the legal technology space. Um, Dian Durham is a you know bigger technology company across Canada with multiple different products that it offers, but. It really was my first uh, foray into both tech and real estate um, because we had a product that uh, was particularly in the British Columbia market that managed all the conveyancing uh, software for real estate lawyers. So after a real estate transaction is done, when the lawyer is going to prepare the documents and submit them to uh, uh, to the jurisdictional um, body there, it's done on our software. Uh, I'm still involved in that company, but I, I left there three years ago to to try something different uh, at a start at a startup, which is a smaller organization, of course, um, and a little bit earlier stages. So I had a, a couple co-founders and, and I, and it was just getting off the ground, and I joined on to uh, to kind of run the operations and lead the company. Interesting. Can you can you tell our listeners a little bit about what uh, what Avesdo does? Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit um, unique in what we do. There's not a ton of companies out there that are in this space, so we're really um, the easiest way to describe it is sales software for real estate developers. So there's a lot of softwares out there that maybe do more into your marketing, automation, um, CRM functionality. But but what we do is is the nuts and the bolts in the sales process. So um, we've taken a rather old and painful process for most real estate developers, which is like preparing your contracts, um, working with purchasers to get all your 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 forms filled out and completed and signed, uh, managing all the homes they have available at any given day and the performance of those projects, how they're, how they're doing, how the reporting is being done and, and all their like workflow internally, um, we handle on our system. So Avesto is, is somewhat unique in the market that it, it just focuses on that. Although we do have a new product that we've recently released since COVID's come out and it's more of a front end e-commerce extension of that so that we allow developers um, to actually take what are their available homes and, and all the great things you could do in Avesto and um, have them more outward facing so that they can share it with purchasers and share it with realtors and people can actually put down a credit card to reserve that home. So that, that product we call Off Plan is, is just brand new for us and we released it in April this year. Wow. So we actually, we had uh, Cameron McNeil from MLA on our show uh, uh probably about a month, month and a half ago or so. And he, he was suggesting that the future of the pre-sale uh, condo market is, is click purchasing. Kansas smart guy. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, we, we very much share that vision. So um, I believe, you know, our, our vision at, at Avesto and with Offplan is that we want to be able to manage the, the sales from, we'll call it cradle to grave. So from end to end, we, we envision a day where a buyer can come online, they can find out about a project uh, online on the developer's website or on, on Offplan. Um, we have a we have our own marketplace on Offplan that is um, right now exclusive to just realtors, um, but they can find out about it uh, through Offplan. They can see all the pertinent and important information for them, and they can actually click a button to um, to go ahead and, and reserve that unit. They can fill out all their contracts um, on Avesto electronically um, from the comfort of their own couch. Uh, they can then um, pay for the rest of their deposits throughout the, the life cycle. They can communicate with the developer. An Avesto um, for all of their, you know, any additional information, warranty forms that need to be filled out. And then one day, even at the end, you know, everything except for handing over the keys will all happen all on the Avesto uh, infrastructure. And um, the person will be able to have it all in one place, uh, all convenient for them. And so will the developer. So we're actually pretty close to uh, that entire thing, considering that we can now reserve a home online. Uh, we can integrate with the developer's website so they can share their inventory, uh, purchaser can buy and they can get their documents sent to them and they can fill them out at home. We haven't uh, haven't done the latter part of taking the rest of the deposit, but we think there'll be a day where it will come. So, so Tyler, it sounds like you were uh, obviously in on the ground floor at Avesdo, but maybe not one of the, one of the founders. Um, I'm just curious, so you were in the legal technology space prior to this. Like, what excites you about the real estate space in terms of of uh, fintech and, and real estate technology and, and where we're at and, and where we can go? That's, that's I guess, part of it. What I, I didn't describe in the life cycle there is what really does excite me. So I joined Avesto just after launch. I'm, I'm supposed to be uh, the late stage founder. So there was uh, two other gentlemen and I that, that really are the core team of the company. And, and both of them... Uh, have moved on. One of them is Richard Bell, who's a large real estate lawyer in British Columbia. Right. Like he's always been still focused on running his real estate practice. And the other one, uh, Farnham, um, ended up getting a fantastic opportunity at Amazon uh, to run a team there. And and um, we we uh, were doing some relocation of the team to Toronto. And just for personal reasons, he he decided to take it, which you know it's fantastic for him. We're all still involved and keep in touch. But um, for me, I, I wanted to get involved because a I loved the team. When I when I started and, and who I was working with, um, but real estate particularly, like I see so many gaps in the process. Um, you know, in that in that life cycle I described, like getting a mortgage should be automated. It should be really easy in the click of a button as well. And and we want to automate things like that. I see that you know just finding a home is challenging. Finding information on a home is challenging. So there's there's so many things that are are really slow to adopt technology in in real estate and it's even more amplified in new construction real estate is, is my experience. So if we can help change this industry and we can help make it better, which I, I really think we've already really done a good job. Start, um, then that's really meaningful for me. And, and Tyler, in just thinking about um, your focus being on pre-construction, is this, is this technology applicable to the resale market as well? Uh, no, it's not. Um, we've just explicitly focused on pre-construction. We we think there's a big enough nut to crack there in pre-construction that it's just something we want to focus on for the for the medium to long term. 
Um, there's a lot of players in in the resale space, and and maybe one day we'll partner with one of them. But for now, we're we're really heads down into pre-construction. And just thinking, Tyler, like so, real estate uh, in terms of technology, um, yeah, the process is, uh, I guess, can be cumbersome and and slow. Uh, I'm thinking back to 2010, 2005, where there's some, you know, Adam and I are both real estate agents, and there's been people in our lives uh, even back then that were saying, you know, predicting the death of the real estate agent. Right? Why? Why has real estate been so slow uh, to to adapt or resilient, Matt, or resilient. Yeah, sorry. Let me <laughs> reframe that. <laughs> Why are we so important, uh, Tyler? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, well, I don't think real estate adoption is um, of technology is, is just you know the the real estate agent um, being removed from the equation. I definitely don't think that's part of it. Like we built our off plan product to be a first focused on real estate agents. And we'll always have a, a particular set of tools that we think are important to the power users out there, which are the real estate agents. Um, and, and we'll always want to show them something that's you know important to them, which which we want to have them as part of the part of the equation long term. Um, I think that there's been a lot of success in in the way that it's done already, right? So like when you have a industry that's highly successful and that there's a, a healthy profit margin already. There's not always a desire to, to change and to ruffle feathers. Um, things like COVID maybe cause people to readdress the way that they do business because there's there's a dramatic impact that people look at and say, okay, you know, we've had it great for for a decade or for two decades and, and many places across Canada for three decades. Um, we haven't needed to change, right? There's not been a need to change. So now how can we change? How can we make ourselves more efficient and more effective? And so, you know, if it was for an agent, that could be things like using Vesto's tools to to share properties with their purchaser because they're now incentivized to say, I want to make sure that this purchaser converts and I care now about my conversion rate. Whereas before I thought, ah, I have another purchaser lined up. Now I want to make it as easy as possible for the buyer to buy. So, you know, a, a real estate agent on a Vesto that's using our off-plan product, and when they share it with the buyer, when the buyer's sitting on their couch at six o'clock at night and gets that that inbound um, share from the from the realtor, and they can just click a button and make the reservation, just everybody in the equation now is happier. The buyers had a better experience. The realtors had a better experience. They know the buyer's secured and they've put down their, their reservation. Start to move forward. The developer's happier. And if if you've already got you know a high level of success, you don't need to change. You may not care about those same efficiencies where other markets have and where there's been competition to force change. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just want to, just so we can understand off plan. So if right now it would be accessible to, to agents, licensed agents, is that correct? That's right. So off plan is a uh, two real core pieces of functionality. One is that it's a marketplace for licensed agents to log into, to see Units that, and homes that are available for sale. Um, developers post their homes there. They literally just log into our, our, our Vesto platform for developers and they click a button and anything that's available that they want in, in uh, Vesto, they can post it to the marketplace. And then when an agent logs in, they can go and look at available units and like comb through them and see what might work for their buyer. 
uh, gives them a lot more access to, to, to various homes they may not otherwise have. And then they can go ahead and they can basically email it easily out to their buyer and their buyer gets a great like login screen that's rep- representative of the building and they can see all the, all the images and the floor plans and everything in that building. And then they can click on a home and they can put down a credit card and reserve it. Second component is that just if a developer wants to, they can actually link the off-plan product right to their website so that buyers that come direct to their website can kind of have the same experience directly uh, through their website. So it's, it's multifunctional and always for the, you know, the realtor, we try to provide them with interesting tools like what's important from a commission perspective for them and maybe, you know, exclusive options for them that are that are uh, available on off-plan. So it's multifaceted from that perspective. Do, do you see yourself as eventually becoming a, a project marketing company? Uh, no. Uh, we work with a ton of project marketing companies, um, particularly, you know, in, in Vancouver. We work with um, Rennie, MLA, or, or um, uh, Cameron, who you had last uh, last month on the from their their firm. Um, we work with uh, basically all of them across uh, Vancouver and many of them across Ontario and in, into Quebec. Um, they're great partners and customers of ours. We we build a lot of software that helps them run their business. Um, but I think that a lot of those firms are starting to to really and over the last five years, even before us, they've started to transition more into experts and leaders and thought leaders um, in in advice and knowledge and advisory services. And we see ourselves more as a company that's focused on the software and and the solutions from a, from a technology perspective, as well as a, as long term providers of data to organizations like that, so that they can use that information and be more impactful themselves. Yeah, I'm just thinking here, Tyler. I know you're you're focused on the on the presale space, but do you have any kind of like long term vision, kind of five, ten, fifteen years? And I guess COVID potentially has ramped up uh, uh, the technological change. But how do you see the the real estate industry changing, kind of more generally, uh, with the technology that's out there and and being developed right now? It's a good question. Um, I think that what you're going to see is there more people are willing and open to um, a technical a tech, technical driven experience or a technology driven experience that they might not have been open to before. Um, there was a recent poll that I saw that said that um, 50% of millennial buyers said that they'd be willing to buy a home online. And that was from a retail resale perspective. So, you know, that's not just pre-construction um, and that's homes that most people you'll feel they'll want to go in and touch and feel, but here they're willing to, to buy it without, without touching and feeling it, buying it fully online. So I think that the sentiment is more automation and more technology. Um, and I think that what, what will continue to exist and what you guys probably see, and I, I would ask you um, your, your thoughts on this, but agents will continue to have a really strong place as, like project marketing firms, they're very um, much experts on that community. You know, there, there's such community-centric um, opportunities for agents, and that's really how they've focused their time normally. So you can have all the technology you want, but no technology company can know, you know, what what restaurants are in that neighborhood that are applicable to that buyer and meet their tastes, and you know, what's there from a from a school perspective that really meets that individual. So it's like putting together that package for the client is important. And I think that we can give the tools to both the buyers and the agents 
Um, but we can't replicate that personal experience in an easy fashion, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely good at opening doors, but I don't consider that my value add. <laughs> Although Matt Matt might disagree, <laughs> but I, I he's a I, wizard with keys. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I guess it is that idea that moving more into the um, advisory role, right? I mean, people are making uh, some of the well, often the the biggest investment of their life, right? Um, and they just want to be make sure making sure that they understand what what they're buying and, and uh, that they've thought through the process entirely. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and at the end of the day, you know, similar to the project marketing firms, um, agents are, are expert sales people. And, um, you know, their, their role in, in many of these regards is, is there to make sure that, that they're, I wouldn't say just selling, but they're creating opportunities to buy for people and they're creating they're creating opportunities that people feel comfortable to buy in. So they're they're out there and they're they're presenting an option that that a buyer says, you know what, I can I can get behind this, and you've checked all the boxes for me. And that's that's not something that any technology firm anywhere in the world in any industry has figured out how to solve yet. So I think that'll continue to be the place. I think there's a, it's going to be the human element, but what we can do from a technology perspective is create uh, a lot more information and create a lot more data around it for the buyer to have easier access to explore you know, before they're ready to buy. I just have a question because, I mean, I, you know, there's been a lot of, I, I don't uh, follow uh, the the future of real estate trends as as much as I probably should, but I, I definitely have been monitoring, um, you know, Zillow moving into Canada. Um, companies like Amazon obviously have a, a, pu- a huge potential stake in, in selling real estate. Um, I know that a lot of people in the States now, they're posting their, their listings directly onto Google now. Um, what are your thoughts on like, who, who are the, in your opinion, who are the major players and who do you see as potentially triumphant in all this? That's a, that's a crystal ball question. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, Zillow and truly that group, which is one organization, um, definitely have a head start in, in online listings. Um, the, the, the biggest issue I think for groups like that is that they drive a tremendous amount of revenue from their agent relationships. So if we were to look at um, Zillow or Trulia and we were to, we were to say, well, you know, if the question is who is the most likely to disrupt the agent, then I think that what you'll see is that, those firms, which are very heavily entrenched from a consumer perspective, and people go to them to find what they want, um, are not going to be as motivated to disrupt the agent because they're they're very much uh, focused on serving the agents that 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 pay for the sponsorship on their platforms at the end of the day. Um, the the and there's those players in Canada that that are in the same position as well that are that are reflective of that. Right, most people will go to Realtor.ca to find a home. Um, online, uh, I think that you might be right when you look at a firm like Amazon that doesn't have those agent relationships. So it, I would imagine that it's someone, if there is a disruption, that it comes from someone that's not yet in market yet and doesn't have an established relationship with the agent yet, um, because though that would be the person that has right now, you know, no relationship to lose. So they'd be the one that that wants to make the technology offering that that is um, that is not uh, concerned about maybe the agent that's concerned just about the end consumer. And, and it really is a, it's a cost, it's a cost based equation, right? It's, can I save you money 
by automating a bunch of the, the online marketing of your home? Uh, and, and can I do it in a way that um, is safe and secure and connects all the dots? Um, and, and you don't need an agent, but that, that still does put at the end of the day, all the onus of selling the home back onto the, the, the seller and many sellers that are in, in the, this great boom cycle we've been in for so many years are probably looking at saying selling's not my job. And I have hundreds of thousands of dollars profit tied up in my home. Let me just bring in an agent to make sure that I get top dollar for this. No matter what. Right. Right. What, what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys have faced at Avesdo kind of as you've from, from kind of the, uh, I guess, soup to nuts so far? Yeah, the, the, probably the number one thing that we, um, that we always struggle with is, is that it's a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. We are, we have great relationships with our customers and we have, a, a fantastic retention rate. We've barely lost any customers over the entire life cycle of our company. Um, but then at the same time, there's a lot of uh, customers in the market that are developers, when I say customers, that are uh, opportunities out there that are just afraid of change and they're, they're slow to change. So it's it's always slower um, to make the changes in, in some of these uh, industries that are slow change than, than you want. And as a, as a person that, you know, wants to see, technological change happen fast uh, i'm impatient so um that's been uh, that's been one uh, we also just you know there's a lot of regulatory hoops in in real estate and we're we're always trying to jump through them and it takes us uh always you know longer than we want to try to figure them all out because this is all really new stuff and so we've done a fantastic job i think of of surrounding ourselves with experts that know um know the industry and taking advice from good firms, you know, Terra law has been a, a great support of us. Richard Bell's firm in, in British Columbia, of course, um, is a great leader in real estate and in Ontario, you know, we, we talk, spend a lot of time talking to uh, firms like Bennett Jones that are leaders here in, um, in uh, real estate law and construction, just to make sure that, you know, we've checked all the boxes. So those two things are, are, um, are kind of front of mind of us at all times. And, and, just thinking about uh, off plan that was that was I guess just launched in April. Uh, can consumers looking and like consumers actually looking to buy a presale property? When can they expect to to gain access to to the platform? We don't have a a, a delivery date uh, scheduled yet for um, opening up our marketplace to direct to consumer. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to tell you it's within a year. We've we've got a a bunch of um, great things that we want to be able to provide for realtors first to make sure that they have everything they need first um, before we open up to consumers. It, it'll be a lighter version of what it is today for consumers. Um, the uh, and, and we, of course, we also want to make sure that we do the right work where if a consumer comes in and they're working with a realtor, that that realtor still uh, has an opportunity to participate in the transaction. Um, today, their only way that consumers can access off plan to buy online is is through um, developers' websites directly or um, uh, there are some developers now uh, been really forward thinking developers like uh, you that have been very bullish on on off plan and they've as of this weekend uh, started working on connecting the off plan inventory and, and the homes available on off plan directly to their online advertising and their, their and online campaigns. So I think pretty soon you're going to be able to see it on Instagram and Twitter feeds that you can actually click the link and go through. It'll take you right to that home. 
uh, and you can click the button to buy it. So it'll be a little more direct from the developer if you're, if you're buying online um, through off-plan without a realtor. And uh, otherwise, it'll take a, probably a, several more quarters to get to the point where we'll go and create a marketplace that, that consumers can log into. Excellent. Well, well, maybe we'll leave it there uh, today, Tyler. But um, we do have this segment called the Five Wire, and we know you spend some time in Vancouver. Uh, can you stick around for that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, question number one is: What is your favorite neighborhood in Vancouver? Uh, I like Coal Harbor, and, and I like Kitsilano. Um, I like Coal Harbor. I know probably most people don't because I just like walking walk the waterfront. Being uh, an Ontario native, it's it's always an awesome sight to just walk through city and see the mountains like that and breathe in the fresh air right on favorite bar or restaurant <laughs> um i would definitely say my favorite restaurant is the uh the, the sushi joint in um uh in yale town i think it's called blue water cafe oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> great one that place is awesome <laughs> um what is one book that you've recommend that you would recommend any of our listeners to uh to buy oh um i am a big fan of um thinking fast and slow it's just a great book on recognizing your biases and understanding how they're they're both so from a business perspective i i just love to to, to always when we're trying to create products think about hey what is it we brought into this discussion um before that we should try and leave the door. And uh, it's a, I'm a big fan of the book as it really breaks down how our, our minds work. Ah, great one. What's one piece of advice you would give your 18-year-old self? Don't, don't be afraid to make the changes you want uh, and jump off a cliff, build the parachute on your way down. Um, <laughs> That's that's a common one lately. We, it's the recovery time, right? Maybe. <laughs> uh, and and the last the last question is is what is something that you've bought in the last year or two for under a thousand dollars that's changed your life? Oh, um, under a thousand dollars changed my life. I would say uh, a TRX is probably something I've bought in the last six months that's changed my life i've been trying to get into shape during covid so nice that was less than a thousand bucks and for some of the heavier set listeners out there who don't exercise can you yeah matt's matt's <laughs> pointing at himself right now. <laughs> I, I, have actually, I actually don't have a clue what that is that's the, oh uh, it's a it's like a, a trx it's like a you it's a two bands that kind of oh right the wall and yeah, yeah and it's just got I all these do good workouts yeah, that's that's great. So you're you're one of the very few who has emerged from this quarantine in better better shape. <laughs> well, if I if I get a if I get a second alternate point to that, it would be that I bought a, a I don't know if you ever heard of a Coravin. It's a it's this thing you put on top of a wine bottle and you can pour a glass at a time. So like the inverse of that. <laughs> I bought one of those too. So I've been having a glass of wine every night and enjoying it. <laughs> so you're breaking even, it sounds like. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. Well, Tyler, how can people find out more about Avesto and, and what you're up to? Uh, go to avesto.com. Um, and we also have offplan.homes for realtors to check out. Um, there's a, you know a lot more to come. And I, I think soon you're going to see it integrated into a lot of different developers websites we we um are happy to to say that we have you know over 80 percent of the developers in the lower mainland using investo 
um, and more of them every day are signing up on off plans. So um, excited to to talk to you guys in the future and look back on this and uh, see how far we've come. Right on. Well, thanks again for your time, Tyler. That was a, that was a great great talk. Thanks very much, guys. Look forward to talking again. So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Close Road, property manager here in Vancouver and Toronto, as well as Tyler Proud, CEO of Avesdo. That was a, uh, that was two guys living both in the six. They're both, they're both in the big smoke, uh, entering phase two. Entering phase two. Uh, hopefully they get to where we are here in Vancouver because it feels like stuff is back. Yeah. It, fe- it feels back for sure. Uh, I think close. Uh, that update I, that, that left me optimistic. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think in you know, I mean, we are we are seeing a lot of activity in the market in June. Um, it'll be super interesting to see what the stats report. But on the ground, everybody seems to be the, very very busy. The first two weeks were uh, sales were definitely up. That's for sure. Yeah. Last but not least, Matt, we are going to be sending out a mailer about this, but we also have our talk coming up. Oh, right. Um, that we need to address. Uh, this is going to be going out probably, I think, early next week, a registration link for a talk. There's up to a 1,000 seats. I think they're getting close to being about half full or so already. Wait, is this a Zoom? It's a Zoom seat, though. It's a Zoom seat, yeah. So it's a virtual seat. Right. <laughs> You're probably standing, actually. Um, we have no idea. <laughs> it's it's a, a cloud-based seat. You uh, sit, yeah. come, sit on a cloud. Is, I didn't even know there was – I didn't even know it was limited to 1,000. Okay, well, this is – it's news to, for me. It's July 11th. Okay, it's July 9 11th. 9 till noon. I think we're – we might be first up on this. What is really going on in Vancouver real estate? But there are a whole host of uh, host. very exciting, <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> exciting guests speaking about different aspects of the market. I was actually talking to uh, to one of the guys putting it on this morning about uh, storage and investing in storage in Surrey. Right. They have a they have something going on there that sounded actually really interesting. Might. Might bring that on the podcast. This is a good, it's going to be super interesting. And, and we talked about it last week about Dave Steele. He's talking about what carrying 6,000 doors through a pandemic. Yeah. And there's so many. This is going to be a, uh, a, a great learning experience for anybody, any of our listeners out there. And it's and free. All you really have to do is go to Vancouver Real Estate sign up for the live wire, and uh, you will get a link. You can register. It's free. It's probably, I don't know. I think we are going first. I don't know if that's a, a coup or. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that a. Is that when, when everybody's still wandering around trying yeah. to find out how Zoom they're, works. Yeah. When everyone's trying to find their virtual seat, they're going to put the Scalina brothers yeah, on. Everybody's virtually getting coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there'll be a couple of toilet flushes in there. Um, anyways, but uh, this is going to be a fantastic talk and you're going to learn a lot. I'm going to stick around for the whole thing. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com and sign up to the live wire yes. and you're going to get the registration uh, next week. Yeah. And what other resources do we have oh, over there? Well, we got a, first of all, we got the Sellers Club. Yeah. Sellers Club. Most exclusive club in the city. That's, Picture like a mahogany smoking room I'm wearing gonna make smoking a predi- I'm going to make a prediction. Somebody at some point is going to go, I was there for volume one. Yeah. Of the sellers. Yeah, exactly. It is, it is a it's thriving, it, it, growing list. Exclusive, but it's growing. And yeah. there's a reason for it. I'm very proud of the resources we're putting out there. We are absolutely proud. Um, this is definitely a list you're going to want to be on. That's absolutely right. 
Last but not least, of course, we have Private Client Services. That's a real estate research tool we have over at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. Yeah, Matt, if you are not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, days on market. It's basically realtor-level information at your fingertips. It's free. It's available at our site. This is honestly the best way to look for real estate in Vancouver. And I'm also going to just say it here. Um, know what your neighbors are selling for. Like this is also a great resource for sellers. That, like I just actually yeah. set it up, set up a gentleman uh, the other day with a, a really tight radius around, uh, around his house. He just wanted to know what like, you know, a handful of streets around his his immediate or, or a building house. or, a yeah, building, or in a building. It's a perfect resource to, to just keep an eye on the market and it's available. We can set it up for you for free at Vancouver real estate podcast.com. If you want to talk about that or anything else, give me a call 778-847-2854 or Matt at Vancouver real estate podcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or Adam at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com. We also got that secret line and the band might be getting back together here. Ramey yes. and Ramey Films, we're we're back in touch. Uh <laughs> Secret might be leaving the Emerging. basement. I mean this I is... sent him a Mach five. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm just I'm really excited to see what he emerges as. Because I'm I'm optimistic uh that there's maybe abs coming out. <laughs> I'm, I'm... Well, I have I've been watching his uh, his what is it I, my fitness pal yeah oh he's still doing the elliptical there's yeah. no question about yeah, that yeah I saw him he banged out 15 minutes the other day <laughs> I have a feeling like I said to him it's like he's like the Japanese guy that gets lost on the island and thinks World War II is still going on in the 70s yeah I mean he's definitely down 150 calories <laughs> we know that for sure you can reach him and talk about all these things info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com yeah ask him how his body's shaping up have a good week, guys. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the and way. I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? 
Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer. And they're looking for both donations and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. 